In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast, Jesse Custer, is the one and only... That's Travis Rats. <laughs> Travis Rats. man on the ones and twos. Oh, I stole your bit. Oh, jeez. Oh, you came in strong with the uh, podcast <laughs> partner, though. Jesse I Custard, did. man. We're going to talk about that later in the podcast. Maybe we my, are. Maybe my role model, my hero. Your hero maybe, is the one and I would say sure. maybe Jack Kerouac and then Jesse Custer. Oh. Those are those are two good those are two good uh, heroes. I'm getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> so, uh, the comic exposure pod uh, bleh, the comic exposure podcast that you have tuned into on this fine day uh, is a podcast where we talk about comic books. We like comic books on this podcast. Every other week, we do a shoot the crap about uh, what's going on. In- comic books is going on in pop culture uh that is one of these episodes we call it a variant edition and then in between those we do what's called a comic book club we bring someone on uh we read a graphic novel we do like a nice round table uh book club discussion on it a comic book club if you will and so tonight on the docket we got a couple things we're going to talk about we're going to talk about phoenix comic-con that's right which at this point was two week a weekend ago two weekends ago two week and two, uh, uh, two yeah Two weekends, two weekends ago? ago. Yeah, two <laughs> weekends ago. No, yes. Not last weekend, the previous weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. two weekends ago. And then uh, we are also going to talk about uh, DC Afterbirth, I mean Rebirth. And then <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the AMC show Preacher and what we think so far of this of this show. Uh, so that, that's a game plan for today, Travis. So that's a good that's a good amount of comic book it's like bullshit. A, it's a meeting. It's a meaty variant episode we have today. We don't have any interviews today. It's just you and me, buddy. Can you handle that? I can do this. Can we? I'm fill- excited to talk about some single issues of comic books. I am just. I just want to know for sure. You read single issues of DC Rebirth. I read like seven issues of Rebirth. Are you kidding me? I read like seven I'm- issues of Rebirth, and every time I finish one, I go, "I think that's enough," and then I'd be like, "I'll do another one." I'll do another one. I'll do another well, one. Get, well, let's get to that. Before before we talk about uh, the DC, don't call it a reboot, reboot. Uh, Ooh, like let's, don't call it a reboot. <laughs> let's talk about Phoenix Comic Con. Okay, yeah. This is, uh, I don't know how many years I've been to Phoenix Comic Con. At least four and, or five, I would say. Um, and uh, this year, definitely the most crowded. Oh, yeah. It seemed um, the most crowded. I think numbers-wise, I think we blew the rest of the, the years out of the water. There was, like, some yeah. official number. Well, they have, like, two different numbers. There's, like, the like actual numbers, uh, and then there's they, – they divide up into two different ways. There's one number that reflects how many total tickets are sold. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one number that reflects how many people are actually there on a daily basis. Because if I okay. buy, like, an event pass but I only go, like, one day – yeah. And I counted towards that total population for, like, let's say Saturday was, like, 40,000 people, you know? Yeah. But I didn't go, but I bought a full event pass, and I counted it in there. Oh, Either I way, see. they slice this pizza, the numbers are, like, through the roof. I think there we're, was like, a- in, like, the top cons uh, in the nation, like, top three cons in the nation uh, population. Population-wise? Yeah. Uh, which is crazy, which is crazy, because I remember, and it was literally, it wasn't too long ago that it was small. It was not yeah. nearly the size it is now. Uh, I remember waiting in line inside in the basement. Like when they originally did it, it was all in the basement, and part of the basement was like the line. I th- if I remember right, I do believe you went downstairs to, to get your pass. Or maybe it was upstairs, yeah. and then you went downstairs. I don't the, remember. The but old pass, you used to go and get your pass in like a whole – it was across the street. It was a smaller yeah. part of the convention center, which they later – and like that was the floor almost. Like the yeah. – the, the, the area of that and now what used to be the the whole floor is just the ticket pass line (laughs) yeah which is crazy which is crazy but giant giant thing uh you and i were lucky enough to have a panel on sunday that's true before we get into that i just just wanted to mention that because it it makes me i still am a little i'm still like on a little bit of a a comic-con panel panel high high. (laughs) a little bit of a panel high uh but so i i 
bought my full weekend thing. You had your full weekend thing. Uh, you went on Thursday. I didn't go on for Thursday. How was your Thursday at the con? How did that Thursday, go? Thursday uh, used to be my favorite day uh, because the con is always just opening up. Uh, vendors are still kind of setting up. Artists are trickling in. There's absolutely no one talking to them. Um, every All the aisles are free and clear. Uh, you can surf back issues, no problem. It's it's just great, you know. Uh, yeah. This year, it was a totally different experience. I show up there, uh, never had a hard time finding parking on a Thursday, certainly not. I usually just park right next to the place, first floor of that closest garage. Yeah. I was way far away. Just the first day, I was like, this isn't, this isn't going to be interesting. Uh, and I go in there, and I spend, even on a Thursday, the line to get your pass was out the door. Luckily, yeah. it moved pretty quickly that day. They, they do a good job of moving it pretty quickly, uh, but uh, it was wall-to-wall people. So my Thursday experience um, turned into a very much typical Saturday experience. Yeah, which is weird. I, I'm just surprised that there were so many people there on a Thursday for it. It just seems like a, an odd day, but I guess as it's growing, that's that's what happens. Um, I was there on Friday. You were there on You almost didn't come on Friday, right? I almost didn't come like every other day after that. <laughs> just because, not because I didn't enjoy the con. It's just because with that number of people, parking was a hassle. Uh, crowds were a hassle. Not to mention it was 119 degrees one oh, of those days. It was days. so damn hot. It was yeah. so damn hot. Uh, so on Friday, so I was there. Hot. It was so damn hot, which is also a new Star Wars character coming out. So yeah, damn, damn hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was there on Friday. I got there early, oh, probably about 11 o'clock. I guess it's not too early. But I rolled in on the light rail because I didn't want to park. I didn't want to drive. I didn't want to park. I rolled the light rail in every day, rolled the light rail back every day. One of those days, the light rail broke down, though, on my way home. I know. Not so by cocky a, on that day, were you, motherfucker? By a, by a dog <laughs> track. By a dog track. <laughs> and I had to, like, wait. And it was 118 outside, and we had to wait for the next train. That was shitty, but... I did not have to drive. Let's talk about the actual con itself. Yeah, I feel like we're talking stuff. about transpiration, transportation as a way <laughs> to talk around what we didn't like. Let's first talk about what we did like. The panel was awesome. Doing that panel was really fun. Going into it, I've done a, I've done a panel. I did a panel last year, and it's always like, uh, is anyone going to show up? Does anyone have an interest in this? How much do we have to promote? Uh, yeah. All this stuff. We, we, we basically just said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to show up. It's Saga. Whoever wants to come talk about Saga, you're more than welcome. We did minimal prep. Yeah. A couple PowerPoint slides. Nothing was scripted. Had a great time. Had a great crowd. Had a lot of audience participation. It was it was really fun. We gave away a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It was rad. I'm going to tell you what. That was probably that was probably one of my favorite episodes and probably because you actually got to hear people laugh at jokes, right? Like, you and I laugh at each other, but to have people who I don't know laugh at stuff, or I think the applause. And now I know why people, like, speak in public. Applause are fucking awesome. When someone like, yeah, I like what you said. Oh, man. Imagine if you had that in the classroom every time you, like, taught a class lesson. You're like, (laughs) guys, adjectives, right? Oh, shit. (laughs) We're talking about adjectives today. Adjectives, y'all. What's your favorite adjective, y'all? Uh, all we had to do is say like a character in yeah. Saga. And people were like, "Yeah, oh man, the stock." They oh, yeah. they they got all over it. It was, it was awesome. Name checking. It was just name checking. Yeah, that's all it was. But it was a ton of fun. I really am glad we did it. I wanted uh, to be like, I, you understand the stock is not here. Like they <laughs> the people are applauding. Like they thought the stock was going to walk out next. Like you know who your favorite character is the stock. Here he goes. Here she goes. <laughs> I just, you know, it was really cool to do it in front of an audience. I thought it was, I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's definitely something that I'm like, how do we make that happen again? Uh, but that's going to be a little tougher. But we'll we'll figure we'll figure out something. We'll make we'll make something happen. Take it on the road, Vegas Con, baby, 2017. <laughs> right? whoop, whoop. Vegas Con, which is actually I think next weekend or this weekend is Vegas mm-hmm. Con, something like that. Uh, but so we had a ton of fun doing that. Here's uh, I found. Uh, two really ridiculous things. So that made me, that made me, well, not, I found one really ridiculous thing. Uh, and then a couple like things that I just wanted to grab. So I'm always hunting for commandy issues. So I found a couple of commandy issues that I didn't have, uh, some earlier ones. Uh, I found a number one, a dude wanted too much money for it. And so I was like, nah, I'm going to see if I can like, for me, I don't necessarily care what shape it's in really. 
I just have it so I can have the cover, and I want I want to read like the real thing. You know what I mean? So I'm not too concerned about oh man, it's like a it's an eight. You know, I, I don't care about that. But I did that, and then I found a dazzler graphic novel from like 1980 whatever from Marvel, and it is pure. I that. It, looks, it looks badass. It is pure cheese. She hardly uses her power. It is this this super. Uh, it's it's like a really a really goofy like tropey story like she wants to like someone tries to make her famous and so she changes who she is so she can like be a star and then she realizes that that's not right yeah it's definitely like uh she's jazzercising at the beginning of it like she's she's leading an exercise class uh it is it's super cheesy but uh it was it's a it was a fun read. I read it really quick because I was like, oh, man, I got to read this. It's it's super lame. So I picked it up. And then I picked up another graphic novel, uh, another one of those Marvel ones. I'm kind of on the hunt for those right now. It's called Wolfpack, and it definitely looks like an 80s teen movie. Yeah, like uh, badass. Yeah. <laughs> it looks super cheesy. I haven't read that one yet. But uh, what did you find, dude? What did you get? Um, you know, that, that kind of brings me to what I, I kind of my downside of con, man. Um, yeah. It was a lot more vendors this year, but... I go in there and I feel like it's just some nerd's garage sale at this point, you know? It's a yeah. lot of just crap. And then in between the crap, you'll have some uh, comic vendors, which yeah. I like. It was my favorite things these last couple of cons is going with you guys and, and a yeah. couple of our buddies and just surfing the back issues. But I felt like the vendors this year only brought books that they wanted to – they didn't bring, like, fun stuff to sift through. They brought, like yeah. – these, these are books – that I've priced to make money on. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't, the prices weren't even that good. It was like stuff I could, I could find it a lot cheaper on Amazon. Um, yeah. I didn't there, you feel know, like they were I making totally very many agree. deals this year. I didn't feel like there was like, uh, any kind of sense of like, yeah, you know what? Come look at books. Oh, I've seen you. Like uh, you've been around here three times. What do you want? Let's make a good price for you. Yeah. And I wanted, I was flipping through cause I, we had a little competition to like find the wackiest book. Honestly, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find I anything really, that fit that criteria. <laughs> I found one booth where I picked up both of those cheesy graphic novels at. I found no, actually, I found one booth where I found the Wolfpack one, and that was the best one. They had a bunch of goofy stuff to look at, and so I looked through there. There's some giant Conan magazines that I almost got, uh, but that was the only booth where I was like, "Oh, this is kind of weird stuff. I like this." Um, the Dazzler one I found by. I pure accident. I don't even think those guys the guys didn't even have a price on it. Yeah. It was just in like one box in a corner where no one would look, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I flipped through it. I'm like, oh, I want this. How much? And dude's like seven bucks. I'm like, you got it. <laughs> right? Yeah, like even that, it's like I didn't know I had it. You found it. You obviously are excited about it. Dude, three bucks. <laughs> he he you know what? It would just seemed really weird. And I would agree with you. My one beef this year is I want less Deadpool prints and less less Deadpool prints. More comic books. I want more comic creators selling their stuff. Yeah. When you go down Artist Alley, it's just a bunch of uh, here's my wacky drawing craft. of yeah. that, well, the, the craft stuff. I don't. You know what? I don't mind the craft stuff because I think that that some people took some time to do that stuff. Some of it's interesting. Some of it's not a knockoff of something else. But when it's just like a giant wall of obnoxious prints, I don't. I don't want it. Yeah, they're all the same at some point. Um, yeah. and Like, uh, oh, look, this guy's got a, a Deadpool, and this guy's got a Deadpool and Harley Quinn next to each oh, other. and it's in a that metal. It's happen. a metal print this time. <laughs> and um, that's not to, that's not to no, knock the yeah, craft. I know. That There's just too much it. of it. It's just, you're right. There's just so much of it. And I really, there were so few comic book places. There were so few comic book places this year, like, that had long boxes. Yeah, there were only a couple of and I the, felt the like people were, that were there, they yeah. were there to display comics more than I feel like they were to sell comics. And then they bitch and moan about how no one buys comics. And you're like, <laughs> well, bring some comics. It was, I mean, like Mile High had like a whole back row of comics that were like new comics that you could, that yeah. you could buy. But they were still retail price. Um, and then the, the collector vendors, they, it's like they go there and they put these books on display and to display them. You're like, if you want to sell comics, you you. You know, you can't you can't hold on to a comic book and then, you know, 
let's say it's the last, the last, like Batman 18. We have a friend who's constantly looking for Batman number 18 at these cons. Yeah. Um, typically it goes between like, he's seen it for like 1200 to like 6,000, depending on the grade. He just wants a low grade one. So let's say you found something like that there. And they, the last person who bought that book at low condition paid 1500 for it. So you're like, Oh, I can charge you 1500. Fuck it. It's con dude. If he's got a thousand bucks, take a thousand bucks, you know, or like, you know, <laughs> like, do you want to collect comic books or do you want to make money? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it's this weird thing. And, and, uh, Dark Horse wasn't there this year. Super bummed. I know, me too. Boom, Boom wasn't there this year. Last year, Boom was there, or maybe two years ago, and they had a ton of like Boom artists there doing sketch covers and stuff. Yeah. They weren't there this year. It just seemed like um, there wasn't a whole lot of like, and I know there were a couple other cons happening this weekend, but it just seemed like for the amount of people who show up to this thing, there are not a lot of like names there's not a lot of industry artists names. There's not a lot of industry, industry names. names yeah yeah there's not a lot of industry names and there's not a lot of like industry presence it's just it's kind of disappointing like the amount of people who show up to this thing i hope that as it continues to be this big thing that maybe we can draw some some people away from some other cons some artists from some other stuff i mean there's a couple of good artists there i'm glad i got to you know uh, a couple people and and check out their stuff but there just seemed to be Less of them this year than normal. I don't I know. It's, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think it's like San Diego has become more about media than it is comics because yeah. it has eyes, the number of eyes going there. Yeah. So I think what you're going to see is once people in the media market see how many people are coming out, like how many yeah. eyes they can get on their shit. You're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of like movie previews about movies that have nothing to do with comics. There's gonna be a lot of like. Um, um, you know, workout Marvel shirt booths and, you know, like, like <laughs> stuff like that, you know? Uh, and it's not bad. It's just, it needs to be a better mix. Uh, just, right now we're catering to a crowd. I guess, I guess I'm upset because I didn't feel that there was a lot of room for what I was looking for at this con. Uh, it just but, seems like it's designed for people to go in and go, oh, look, I went to con. Here's what I got. Mm-hmm. Right, like here's big free market. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Is and I'm just I'm just kind of bummed that there there seem to be less independent comics there too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you go down Artist Alley, and there wasn't a lot of people with their own books. There was some, but not as much as not as much as I it was like hoping for. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the solution to it is. But Wishing overall, and hoping and planning <laughs> and praying. Overall, I had fun because I got to hang out with friends. I got yeah. to go like eat food and drink every day, and I got to do a panel, and it was a blast. Uh, I had fun. I found some stuff that I wanted. I had to do a little more digging than I think I wanted to in order to find those couple gems in it all. Yeah, but it, it, it was it, you know uh, it's a giant event, and so I feel like even if even if I didn't find anything there, I'd feel like I still got to go because it's this giant comic book thing that happens in Phoenix. And it's kind of a cool thing to to witness that many people show up yeah. for, for something that like something that I really like. I like comic books so that people show up for it. That's kind of cool. You yeah, know? the fact that it's even people even care about it. Otherwise, yeah. it could be worse. No one could show and they would just stop doing it. Yes, um, yeah. The, the most amount of money I spent was on beer. Other than that, the only thing I bought was uh, a really sweet Morgan Beam uh, Hellboy uh, Water Boy, a uh, Water Boy, <laughs> watercolor. watercolor. Uh, it was sweet, dude. I put it up on the Twitter. Uh, I'll post it again after the show uh, goes up, so people can see it. It was probably it. It's uh, like the most full one you have, mm-hmm. but it's pretty rad, dude. It's like also the most different out of yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. I love and, the tentacles that go around yeah. it, the color, <laughs> the detail she put. Yeah. She could tell she put a lot of time into, into doing it right. So yeah. much appreciated. She, she did a wonder woman. She did a wonder woman for uh for me last year. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. So, all right. Um, well, that was all right, so, your con recap. 2016. So let's talk about, let's talk about uh DC rebirth, my man. Uh, oh, Something. I'm having birth pains. Oh. Having damn birth pains. Uh, here's here's what I want to know. What made you decide? Because you don't do this. Well, like last year, we decided that we were going to read. Uh, uh, what were you going to read? Uh, not. not uh, I read Convergence. You were. I tried to read Convergence. Yeah. You were going to read. Uh, what was that? What the hell was Marvel going on on event? Marvel? What was a Marvel event? Uh, Death World or. Um... 
uh, Final War, Secret Final Secret Wars? Wars. Secret Wars that became something else. I got yeah. like two books in the Secret Wars, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> so here's what I want to know, man. What made you decide? Yeah, I can I can read some Rebirth. What what drove you to do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, not so, just the pod. I know it's just not the podcast, but what? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Actually, uh, uh, you know, people were posting a lot about this stuff online uh, a couple of weeks ago when the first re- Rebirth issue started coming out. Um, so we, before we talk about the, the books, I was it was Sunday, and it was like a lazy Sunday. I just got back from the gym and the grocery store, and I was heading home. I'm like, wow, I, I still have a, a bunch of afternoon left and nothing on TV and all that stuff. I'm like... Let me stop by the comic book shop. Let me get some Rebirth, dude. Like, I want to hear what everyone's been talking yeah. about. Because people have been saying some good things about it. So yeah. I go to my local comic book shop, um, and they're all sold out. I'm like, of everything? Even, like, the ones from, like, two weeks ago? They're like, yeah. And so then I go to another comic book shop that's, like, 15 minutes away. And I go in there, like, yeah, we're out of Rebirth. And so before we start talking about the books, I got to say, <laughs> I got to say, fuck the comic book shops kind of like i'm like no, this I mean, is why you're going out of business buddy like this is the demand if you know that you're running you need to expedite some of that shipment out you know like i'm well, coming in here looking for this stuff here here's the problem and it's i i understand i, I totally get you because i had to go to two shops to get the books i wanted to uh but here's the problem um you have to order through diamond and you have to order way in advance and you had to order some of these books before people knew what they were. Before the hype train started on them, you had to have some of these orders made for the very first thing of Rebirth. Uh, so I get how they ran out. I mean, Greg's. Greg's Comics. Hole in the wall comic shop that buys everything. They have a ton of people who order that stuff. They have a ton of stuff always. Always DC stuff there. They ran out because everybody came in and bought it. And they didn't order, they ordered a certain amount, not knowing how big it was. And that's part of the problem. I mean, that's the problem with direct market, right? Like you have to order them in advance. So they know how, they know how many to print. It's this weird sort of game. And I was talking to the guys at Greg and they're like, we think that they just didn't make as much of them. They told us that they were sold out. Like DC was like, nah, we don't have any more. Like you want to order them. That's cool. We don't have any. So they were like, I think they cut the numbers short on it. I don't think they printed enough for what for what comic people wanted. So you couldn't they couldn't even reorder because they were the diamond didn't have any. Yeah, but I mean it's not just rebirth. It happens it happens quite a bit. I used to I was picking up Tokyo Ghosts in single issues for a while, uh, and they didn't have them in there. And uh, and so I know I could start a box or something like that. But the thing is That's what you gotta do. And I get but I get I get like the but that's not how you that's how you maintain a business. I get that it is speculative as far as what you have to get. Mm-hmm. I go, but if you're going to start a comic book shop, you have to have some savviness in 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 predicting the market. I mean, that's that's a don't op- open up a pie shop if you're gonna if you want to do something else. If you're going to open a comic book shop, you should be able to do a good enough job <laughs> of pulling your customers, taking a percentage of what has been. Look at your pull box pulls, taking it using that as a as a key percentage. I'm sure they do some of that stuff. But I'm going like two complex. I'm trying to give them my money, Josh. I want to I understand them, and I don't think, they fucked I, me. And not only did they fuck me, uh, but they also like it was like, no, we don't have it sold out. Nothing like, oh, hey, you know what? Like, um, we're putting an order in for this, or like, oh, it's going to be a couple weeks. But I'll tell you what, you come in, I'll give you a discount on them. You come in, fifteen percent off. There was. They did nothing to stop me from going home and buying them online, which I did. And I'll tell you what, Josh, second part before we get into the comic books. Yeah. I you think love it? they made a big mistake because I like reading comics online now. My, <laughs> are my, you using, do you have an iPad? Are you using like an I'm iPad just using for my, it? my MacBook. My, hey. Yeah, yeah, which would be no. better on an iPad, but yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. My wallet did not enjoy it. Click buy, click buy, click buy, <laughs> click buy. That's 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 one of the problems with online. That's probably one of the problems with online. So when I go, sometimes my comic shop doesn't have stuff. I go like, I guess I'm not going to get it, right? Yeah. So that kind of that kind of cuts down my my uh, my weekly stuff. But dude, I understand. I totally get it. And I'm at a I'm kind of in a place where I don't usually put something on my list until I've tried out a couple issues of it, right? Yeah. Because I like 
it's not like they won't take it off your list. It's real easy to do. But there's something like about my own personality where I'm like, I don't want to ask you. I asked you yeah. to do this. I asked you to save these for me. Now I don't want them. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Plus, it's, it's like just, every week you could be going in there and making adjustments to your box. Yeah. You know? and, and so, you know, I, I usually try. I usually get through maybe if I like something, I usually go through the first arc and then maybe I'll put it on my, my box because it just makes my life a little easier that way. Uh, but sometimes I miss stuff. So it becomes, you know, a, a tough sort of thing to mess with in order to make that happen. But I get you, man. Like you, there's a, there's part of you that's kind of like, I don't want to have to pre-order stuff, right? Like I want to, I want to get this, but I don't want to pre-order it because I just, I just want it to be there. Like if I'm going to go buy Harry Potter, it's going to be at the bookstore. Why can't, if I want this Batman comic, why isn't it at the comic book store? You know? Yeah, and it's and and they they did they lost they lost a customer for I had to do a little movement because I felt like I wasn't getting good internet connection there and you were breaking up mm-hmm. a little bit so hopefully they didn't bother anyone the first part of the podcast uh, but um this is how we do it we adjust on the run I didn't even pause that shit you I didn't you had to look equipment. I had to look at your arm while you were moving your while you were looking at your moving computer I had to, okay anyways but yeah no anyways it's 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 I'm not listen to comic book shops I'm not mad at you. I'm going to come back. I'm going to check out what you got. I'm just saying up your game up a little bit because I'll tell you what. I think I might be going back into single issues a little bit, but I'm going to be doing it online. I'm going to tell you, uh, the reason I go to Greg's and I buy – they give me 20% off everything. Oh, okay. So, so like, for so long, right? No, they give it to everybody. Oh, Joe okay. Schmo walks in off the street. They give you 20% off everything. Like that's how he runs his business. So that's why I go there. Yeah. Because I get 20% off everything. And if you buy digital, you don't. You know what I mean? That's that's right. my thing. So I can save 20% by getting a physical copy of it. Um, but digital's easy, man. Digital is easy. And if you wait like a month, you can get those discounts online too. Yeah, some of those, some of those go down. And uh, I don't have to deal with with storing these these things, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I know comic book fans, you've been running to stores to buy your Aquaman Rebirth one uh, because, ooh, I'm a bag and board this. It ain't going to be worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to carry it around, I, man. I went to a comic shop. I, so Greg's had sold out of Aquaman, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, and then so I grabbed it at a different shop, and the guy's like, oh, you should grab the variant one, man. If I can give you some speculative advice... But I'll give you some investment advice. I'm like, dude, I don't want investment oh, advice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, to, I'm buying it to read it. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. so, dude, let me hear. Okay, uh, yeah, so, Rebirth. We've been talking a lot about uh, house cleaning I, stuff like, today, I know. So, let me, let me see. What did you think, dude? So, what, which one did you read? You read Rebirth first, right? Like the Rebirth special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I know the order of what I read them in. Uh, I'll tell you the ones I read. I read Rebirth, uh, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, Superman. Green Arrow and Aquaman. Did you read? Oh, you didn't read Flash. Oh, and Flash. Flash was in and there Flash? somewhere as well. It was like probably the third or fourth one I read. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you think of? So, you and I, you, I know you're out of the DC game. I know oh, yeah, you don't yeah, read yeah. DC yeah. stuff, and I don't read a ton of DC stuff either. What did you think of that giant sixty-some page issue? Probably, of Rebirth? probably was- the best one. Uh, yeah. Uh, of the Rebirth, uh, I thought you know uh, going into it. I was like, oh, I'm going to be so lost, man. I'm going to be so lost in this. And at first, I did feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, but then I was like, okay, I get it. This is, this is Wally West. I know Wally West was one of the Flash. Yeah. Um, okay, and he is in the, in the uh, Speed Force. Thank you, CW show. I understand that <laughs> concept. Uh, so uh, I was able to piece that together. Um, and throughout this whole rebirth, I've, I've noticed they, they try to pull in a lot of what the – CW shows have kind of established as far as not continuity, but like attributes and characteristics of some of the characters and stuff. I think Um, CW did a good job of cribbing stuff from new pre new 52 on a lot of stuff. Right. Right. And so you're seeing them play out even though they were playing out before, but you and I didn't read DC stuff. So I liked it too, but it read like a giant apology letter, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) no, I, I I didn't I don't know if it was an apology letter I I, I liked the story I thought that was a really strong yeah. I thought it was a really strong story I thought it had some nice emotional beats where he's yeah. just like remember me you remember yeah. me um, <laughs> uh, but at the same time it did feel even for as long as it was 
it feel like it feels like it was a really important event in DC Comics that was squeezed in the 90 pages, which I think I like because you didn't stretch it out over 10 books. Well, you know what? I, I, I think it's like there isn't a Rebirth 2. You know what I mean? There yeah. isn't a Rebirth special 2. It's going to play itself out in a couple other books. Um, so after that, here I, I really liked that. I thought that one was good. The art was a little wonky in places. They had a Very couple different artists. Style. You know, it was like three, three, different art, yeah, three or four yeah. different art, artists on it. Um, the story was good, though. Jeff Johns wrote a good story. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, Even it, though there's a couple sense. things, it made, I, I could follow yeah. it. Any, it was a honestly that book was a pretty good jumping on point. Um, yeah. If if you were completely new to DC, you didn't understand who Wally West was. You didn't understand that there were like two different yeah. universes. You didn't understand the marketing ploy that was the New Fifty Two. Then this would it wouldn't make sense to you. But if you have you watch some CW shows, I think you'd be okay. Yeah, you'd be able. You you doggy paddle through it. <laughs> yeah. So let me if let you, me ask you. They start saying like like Flashpoint. Actually, they did a good job of describing Flashpoint yeah. in a way that CW people would get. Yeah. Because that moment so, was in the show. Yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. You you. Let's go. Let's go through them. Let's go. Batman. Let's start Batman first. What did you think of Batman? What did you um, think? Of? Batman. That first. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the Calendar I, Man. Uh, today I read. So today's Wednesday. New comic book day. The official Batman one came out today. Oh, okay. So it went yeah. Rebirth one, and now this is the official Batman number one. So you just read the Rebirth one, right? Yeah, yeah. With Calendar Man? The, yeah, exactly. Um, what, did, what, did you, what did you think of it? At first, it's, it's you know, Scott Snyder is going to be writing on the all-star Batman, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Capullo isn't doing it, right? Capullo? No. All-star Batman is going to be like a collection of artists with him. Okay. Uh, see, <laughs> it was... When I opened it up, like it was a little heartbroken because I'm so I just love Capullo's Batman so much. Yeah, uh, but I, I didn't think the art was bad. The story it went by really quick. It it didn't seem to be for a rebirth issue. It except for like the end panel and all the talk about time and seasons and that yeah. being the um, you know theme of the issue. There wasn't a lot to do. It seemed like it was all building up for that uh, reveal at the end. Which should we spoil? Yeah, I guess go we ahead. Spoil. Which is they pull out the Watchmen button from the wall. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what? I I felt that I felt like um, I put this on Twitter. I'm like, did, am I supposed to? Am I supposed to know what's going on in this? Like, it was. It seemed like a bad first issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, because yeah. it it didn't do a really good job of like bridging it in. And someone was like, well, it probably would have made more sense. Had you read the Batman issues following it, uh, leading up to it. I'm like, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. But I read, I read zero year and one, I read the first volume of zero second year volume of zero year and a smattering of stuff when it first started. Um, some court of owl stuff, Me too. Uh, but, uh, but I liked it. It was good. I just, DC's trade system is, is crappy. Uh, it drives me nuts how it works. So I, I'm not. I was nowhere near caught up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to jump on here. And it seemed like a bad jumping on point. Yeah. And it I, just seemed yeah. weird. It just seemed like. It didn't matter. It seemed yeah, like a story exactly, that didn't matter. Exactly. That's it had it. no it stakes. Matter. Yeah, yeah. There was no stakes in there. There was no characterization of anyone. No. It was unnecessary to bring the new Duke in as the, the Robin at this point. It, it felt like, no, no, no. Don't waste story panels on that. That can be done later. I, but I guess he was already in. So he's someone who's already been, who is showing up in some of the okay. later issues. But it just seemed like, well, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, and, yeah. and give me, if just, it was, give me, give me all Bruce. Don't even put him in the Batman suit, but make it a story. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then uh, I read, uh, just to continue with Batman, I read Rebirth Detective. I read, I read Detective I read Comics that. Rebirth. You didn't read that one. No. Uh, essentially, Detective Comics Rebirth is Batman and Batwoman. So not Batgirl, but Batwoman, okay. one with a red mask and like the red hair and stuff. Uh, they are getting a team of Bat people to the Bat family together, plus Clayface oh. to square off in Gotham. Okay, so it was kind of like a uh, like Batman as- assemble kind of issue, or Batman uh, assemble, a Batman assemble where they were getting them all together. Uh, not a lot of story in it, just a lot of like here are our set pieces that we're going to play with. Gotcha. So it was okay, but again. Better than, the, better than the Batman one? Uh, yeah, for me, it was better than the yeah. Batman one. I, I thought it was better than the Batman one. Uh, but then today, uh, Batman 1 came out. The, the 
this is the new starting point. Uh, Tom King is writing it full on. He's a guy doing it. Um, And it was better than the other Rebirth. Uh, So, yeah, Tom King is doing it. Jordi Belair's doing color on it. Finch is, uh, is drawing it. Stop talking um, about books I haven't read. I read seven of eight of these books. I know, but I just thought to, this one was better. I like this okay. one. Um, it had like a big story. There's an airplane that got shot by an RPG, like a surface-to-air missile. Oh, the And the Batman has to do it without any – he tries to get a hold of the Justice League, and they're busy. So he has to save this plane from crashing into the middle of Gotham, like a okay. 747. <clears throat> so that was good. I really liked it. But here's my, here's my thought, man. Uh, these books are going to buy weekly. They're coming out every yeah, two weeks. Yeah. And now they're only two ninety nine, and they've promised that's the price they're going to keep them at. Yeah, that's not bad. So it's like a buck more than <coughs> for two issues than you were paying for like one issue before, you know, right, yeah. maybe a buck or two more. Uh, so not bad, but I just feel like, um, DC does care about who draws their books doesn't care about who draws their books yeah it just seems like you know this is this is serviceable i i I tell you what i think that you um have ruined me on house style art (laughs) um and dc house style art is not as good as marvel house style style art like they're they're go-to guys they just they're 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 a lineup of artists they're good artists they're serviceable artists but this rebirth was a chance so I think maybe not even so different. I know you're like tying up loose ends and trying to make yeah. things make sense story wise. So like I get how you have to kind of uh, mend fences, but it, it's a great opportunity to put a different stylistic take on some of these characters. And, and the I, only one I saw do that was Green Arrow. Yeah, um, you know, and I didn't. The Flash I didn't, a little I, bit. Yeah, Flash. You know, I don't want like some. I, I'm not. I want like a super indie artist on Batman because I know that doesn't work, right? right? I got that. But it just seems like Jordi Belair is a great colorist. She's fantastic. But her coloring just couldn't save what was just like meh art. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's good. He's a good artist. Don't get me wrong. It just was, it was very house. And I just don't think that I like house style very much. Uh, but it was good until the very end. I liked it until the very last panel. No joke. Dug it all the way up. Okay. Until the very last panel. All right. So I want you to give me your, let's go, favorite of the okay. new 50. You can't pick the, the rebirth one, the, the 90 page episode, yeah. anything. Other than that, what was, your, what was your favorite one of the ones you read? And don't, you can't do anything past the number ones. Okay. Uh, Green Arrow. Green Arrow is my Green favorite. Green Arrow. Yeah. Green Arrow was my favorite. Yeah. Why? Uh, Otto Schmidt's art, great. Yeah. It's out. It's not normal, uh, and it, it reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, Tokyo Ghost. Uh, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Yeah, absolutely. Remind me a little bit of Sean Murphy. It reminded me a little bit of the guy who's doing um, Iron Fist right now. I can't remember uh, the Iron Fist and Power Man issues. A little bit like that. I totally dug the art, and the story felt like I was getting dropped into something new. Right. It was like. Here's we're gonna bring you in. We're gonna explain who. I mean, I know who Green Arrow is, but we're gonna do a good job of like filtering you into his story, and we're gonna do a good job of not using some uh, bad guy that you need prior knowledge for. We're just gonna give you like here's some some faceless group of criminals, right? And I thought it was I thought it was a really good story. It was, it was written very, really well. It was very subtle how they tied it into the event because you could tell that um, uh, Canary and he. We're like, had a connection. We know each other, but how? How do we know each other? And it was a very subtle way of being like, ooh, these timelines are starting to melt together type thing. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite one out of the ones you read? uh, I I would say it was a tie. I would say probably Green Arrow edged it out. But uh, since you said Green Arrow, I'm going to go with The Flash. The Um, Flash was good. The Flash, I thought, had the strongest story related to the event, to the event, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the art, uh, but uh, again, like I say all the time, story trumps art. I thought that I thought that did a really good job of kind of grounding you in this event and making yeah. you feel like, oh, they're going somewhere with this. Yeah, and it I really think felt like Flash the second part. Be, Flash is going to be the, of course, the center point of this whole event relaunch, yeah. whatever you want to call it. 
You know what? I, I I'm gonna agree with you. I think uh, it would have been for me. It would be uh, Green Arrow and then the Flash. And I actually like the art. I think because it didn't, it wasn't House. It was a little weird in points. Like it, people sometimes some like some it pages looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Some some pages looked really good, and some pages were a little rough. Exactly. Uh, but the story was good. Yeah. It, I felt like it picked right up where, I mean, it did pick right up where that rebirth special left off. Right. Um, and it felt like the most important story out of all the ones that I read. Right. And, um, and it established that the two flashes there, they're different. Yeah. They feel different. They feel like yeah. different characters. And sometimes they can't do that. When they put two flashes in the story, it's like, uh, you guys are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you got the same power. You're the same. So you're let me ask you, uh, what do you think? Least favorite. Um, I didn't read the Superman one uh, I because I was like, you know what? I don't care about Superman. I'm not going to read it. Uh, I mean, I care about Superman, but it just seems like DC has done like a bad job with Superman. So yeah. I didn't want to touch it. I, uh, I read it. Um, it wasn't my least favorite. Uh, but uh, again, like I didn't read the lanterns because I don't care about the lantern. I didn't read know? lantern either. Yeah. Uh Wonder Woman was your least favorite. Yeah. Because it wasn't a story. <laughs> so I was like, what? What is it was this? Ju- it was just like 22 pages of her going, what is my history? She was contemplating. Yeah. For, it, yeah. Like my one beef with Rebirth, if I had a beef for sure, if it's not the house style art that's kind of strewn across it, it's the amount of like sell, like the amount of uh, um, narration. Oh, the amount of gosh, narration so boxes. So much narration. In. And all that Wonder Woman issue was was narration. Like, I like Wonder Woman. I loved the New Fifty Two run with uh, Cliff Chang on art. Uh, it was great, super awesome story. And I get that like some people didn't like it because it kind of tossed away what Wonder Woman was. And so now they're trying to like her story seemed the most to be like, who am I? What does this timeline mix up mean? But it was literally nothing happened for twenty two pages. It was a it was a way it was like, for the story. It was a costume change. Yeah. Oh, for God. 22, yeah. For 22 pages. Not, it no was, bueno on, on Wonder Woman. I don't know. I'll read the next one of that. Um, uh, what did you think of what did you think of Superman? Uh, Superman, uh, I know people have got mixed reviews about this one. I liked it because the last time I read Superman was like the death and rebirth of Superman. <laughs> and that's exactly where this picked off. It yeah. was like it, for some reason – uh, there's a there's a new Superman, which has probably been happening for the last ten years. I yeah. don't even know about it. And in his world convergence, he's back in. He's the Superman that died. In, yes. In what we know, and he's come back and witnessed the death of this new Superman of and new he's 52 every, Superman. <laughs> and and he's telling everyone it's cool. It's cool, bro. He's gonna come back. He's gonna come back. So he's guiding like um, uh, Alana Lang. Uh, through like she's her grief, she's like, no, that's cool. He's gonna come back, and then we think, well, maybe he won't come back because we don't have this thing. So there were some cool shots of him fighting Doomsday, um, which was like a get, get to see a different artist take on that. And we had just yeah. read that, so it's fresh in my mind. So I like that. I think just more of nostalgia and also feeling like, oh, I guess those twenty years of Superman that I didn't read don't really matter. So let's just pick <laughs> it up from here. <laughs> Uh, I read so today the Superman a real issue one came out today so I read that today uh, it was okay it's the new Superman or he's the old Superman who's now in the the world today like the one who died is back okay he's married to Lois Lane they live on a farm they have a son their son has superpowers <laughs> it it was an okay story it was it was okay. Okay, uh, at Grandpa, the end, tell us some of your war stories now. <laughs> at the end, uh, at the end, the Justice League shows up and they're like, "You can't have that kid," or you don't really hear the story. But your life is too boring. <laughs> <laughs> you you live on a farm, Superman. That would be Go great fight some if Justice League. Just like you know how sometimes uh, like your friends will get married and have kids, and they yeah, don't know yeah. how to balance their life, so they just disappear. And like you yeah. have to like physically go to their house and be like, "Come on, we're taking you out." I would love if the Justice League showed story? up, kicked the door, and be like, dude, you're being lame. It being lame. Let's go because, party. Yeah, we brought you a babysitter. Uh, we're going to go, man. We're going to go. Kryptonite <laughs> shots, dude. It's going to fuck you up a little bit, but you're going to be fine. You'll recover. Miss Martian's here. She's going to watch the kid. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you come out. You come on out. Let's do this. Um, it was okay. I, again, like, what? I, here's what I want from a Superman story. I don't – I guess, like, I don't need – 
Superman. I don't need Superman's home. I don't need Superman having problems with Lois Lane or whatever it is. I need Superman battling giant things that no one else in DC can handle. Right. Right. Like I need him fighting giant robots and like aliens and stuff. I just want like a fun Superman adventures. That's what I want. I want Superman adventures. Yeah. I want every, I want every issue to be maybe three issues where like some problem comes along. He fights it for the middle issue. And then the last issue of the three issue arc, he beats it. Right. That's all I need. And like, there's an overarching story about, you know, him being a, a lost, you know, him being an alien on earth. I'm cool with that. I like that stuff. That's kind of cool. But I just feel like no one wants to go have fun with Superman. I just want Superman to go have fun punching shit. That's what I want. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I think what you said actually kicked into something I, I thought about this this whole rebirth run. Yeah. I think they missed an opportunity to do something really cool. Excuse me. With the genres. You know how like Marvel movies are all kind of a, a subtly different genre. You have an espionage, yeah. a magic, yeah. a fantasy, and all that stuff like that. I think they missed an opportunity to set up like clear genre distinction lines. They can all have running stories together, but it's yeah. uh, you see it a little bit in like Green Arrow is probably the most different from the DC gods superhero. Yeah. Aquaman yeah. tried to establish it a little bit. Like, yeah, what did you th- let, okay yeah. go on and then yeah. I want to ask you. And so about I just it. thought there was a really uh, great missed opportunity to kind of define your fan base a little bit more. By yeah, boiling the characters down to their essence as a genre, uh, yeah, and like you know Wonder Woman, of course, but that fantasy one, um, uh, Superman can be like that universal. Almost, you can probably take him sci-fi in certain ways, you know. Um, uh, Aquaman can Batman's, be a love story, you know. Uh, Batman's you know? the detective, you know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. Batman is the detective dark, story, gritty, like like Seven style, yeah. story, you know. <laughs> I just uh, so I think Aquaman's the last one, and I think it's Aquaman. It was okay. It didn't. It didn't do anything for me. I thought it did. Go ahead. Sorry. I think it did a good job of like establishing here's Aquaman, right? Like it did enough to kind of if you had never read it, you're good. But it just felt like eh, it was okay. (laughs) Like yeah, there was some cool. There was some cool little fight scenes in there with Aquaman. Well, like, 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 oh, unlike, there's a little love story. Unlike Wonder Woman, who tried to give you, like, both Wonder Woman's origins and, like, what she is in a convoluted, yeah. contemplating way, at least Aquaman told you the story of Aquaman while shit was being beat up, you know? Yes, right? Um, at least <laughs> it was kind of cool. Yeah. It was kind of cool that, like, the narration was Black Mantis or, like, at the end. Right, like yeah. the whole time you're wondering who's narrating it, and then you see, oh, it's the bad guy who's narrating it. Oh, and I like he, that. He know? looked pretty threatening too. He looked like a pretty threatening version of Black Mantis. Uh, yeah, you know, I they've got to stop calling uh, black characters black. He wasn't, in their thing. but he, but I don't think he was. I think back in the day, Black Mantis wasn't wasn't black. I, I think know, which Kurt, makes it worse. <laughs> but um, I think it's Black Mantis' yeah, son. Yeah, it's me, Black Mantis. <laughs> but. Uh, Rebirth is okay. I I think the only one, if DC's trades weren't so weird, I'd probably trade weight and check out Green Arrow. I kind of want to know what goes on with the Flash. So part of me wants to stick with Flash and Green Arrow, and that's probably about it. I wasn't really hooked on this Batman story. Greg Capullo and and Scott Snyder are kind of like they were this amazing sort of team. Um, I'll probably read the Scott Snyder Batman all like All Star Batman. I'll, I'll probably I might check, check that out too. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm not. I'm probably not going to read the Wonder Woman. I'm for sure not going to read. I probably won't read the Superman. Batman just doesn't seem like to grab me all that much. So I, you know, I I, I think Rebirth didn't didn't yeah, birth me. It didn't. It didn't do it for me either. I am glad I read it. It was fun going back in and like reading like being a part of something you know like being yeah. a part of like let's check out let's everyone who likes comics let's check out let's give them a shot because we yeah. all want them i think to that's be what was really happening good I, we all want them to be really good um and i was thinking about this i'm so spoiled trade waiting um yeah. and the trades we pick are were are trades that we we know have gotten at least some kind of critical or fan yeah. base to claim yeah and so it would be like only watching tv that people at work talk about. It would be like, the way I read comics is, if it was the TV equivalent, I would, it's like, oh, watch Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Walking yeah. Dead, of course. Um, and then when you only do that, 
you forget that every day there are thousands of TV shows that are out there. Yeah. They're just doing yeah. their thing. And yes, you get spoiled because you wait to binge watch only the great <laughs> ones. And yeah. so you, you, you start to think like when you watch an average show, you're like, that wasn't very good. That's great. It's fine. Yeah. It's TV. It's good. That's a, And that might be it too because – uh, I'm going to tell you, so I read Rebirth today, and then to, like, cleanse my DC palette to just kind of get rid of what I read, uh, I read uh, Black Widow 4, which is uh, Mark Wade, Chris Samney, and uh, Somney, and then uh, Matt Wilson, uh, and they're the guys who did Daredevil, big long run of Daredevil for the most part, Chris Somney was on it, it is a master class in comic books, dude, it is gorgeous, it's good. It's so good. The pacing is great. Like, there's great, like, shadows and acting in just the art of it. But this, like, it's a good story, too. It is, it is just so good. And I think for me, um, I don't read mainstream Marvel either. Like, I don't read Spider-Man. I don't read Iron Man. I don't, I don't read the, the main ones. I don't. Because mm-hmm. um, it's house style for a lot of them. And I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really into it. Uh, but, this I like these sort of like on the fringes of Marvel and this thing is just great like part of me just wants to go DC here's what you need to do do like get these guys to come over and do your Superman book because it would be great do your Superman book it would be awesome you're Chris I'm gonna draw it it would be gorgeous yeah I know uh, but cue from- I just feel like they're not getting big names to do their books I just like they're not going out there to get people in the field who are doing amazing things. I think they get good writers. Uh, Tom King seems like a good writer. He's written some good stuff, but I just feel like they're not, I don't know, they're not reaching out for these sort of like really great comic book artists. They've got good artists, but I don't know that they, if that, that they're like something special in the genre of or something special in the medium of comics. Yeah. So we've got, we've got one thing less left to talk about, dude. And I don't think we have enough time to talk about it. We're going to talk about it anyways. We're going to talk about it. I want to talk about it quickly. Uh, so, your favorite comic book story? Your favorite story? One of your is it is it your favorite? It's or one, one of, my, one of, your one of my favorite stories of all time. One of your favorite stories of all time. Five, top five top favorites. Five. I'm, I'm, you know what? You could, Odyssey. Put up against the Odyssey. Romeo <laughs> and Juliet. Travis loves some the grapes of wrath. So preacher. you have been talking about probably it's over a year ago now. A year and a half ago, we started the podcast, and one of the first books I read was Preacher Volume 1, or Preacher Book 1. Yeah. You made me read it. On to Texas. I had I had mixed feelings about it. Right. Um, I understand the love for it. I kind of like the quirkiness of it. I probably need to read more of it to appreciate it more. But it, wasn't, it didn't knock my socks off. Yeah. Right? But I've been kind of stoked to see the show. Because I always like an adaptation. I think it's kind of a cool way to do it. I wanted to see what they did with it. Uh, you've been pretty pumped for this to air, correct? Yeah, Am I yeah. wrong? Oh, yeah. I've been, you've been for following this to it. Hit some kind of screen for like the last 15 years. So it happened, buddy. And what do you. What do you are there three episodes that are out? Yeah, there are three episodes that are out. I only watched the, I watched the first two. I didn't watch it. I, the third one aired Sunday. I haven't watched it yet. So I watched the first two. What's, uh, what are your thoughts on it, my man? Well,. I'll explain to you this way. Uh, I've watched the first one three times, twice okay. regular, once with the director's commentary, the second one twice, and the third one twice. Um, I like it, dude. Uh, it is completely not the preacher that I that I have loved over the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's okay. I think that they've distilled the essence of the characters down really well. It's okay. fun to see these characters play in different ways. And as much as I think any fan wants to see, like, oh, I'd love to see that scene that I love in the comics take place there. Oh, I, what, give me the cafe scene where they're talking, and, or give me the reveal of Cassidy uh, doing this, uh, the way it's in the comic books. As much as I want to see that, I've seen that. I have that. You can't do it better than my imagine has taken the art off the page. So, yeah. Uh, what I love about Preacher is the characters. Uh, uh-huh. 
you know, like as I when I read it when I get older, I like less and less the absurdity and like this and the vulgarness and the grotesqueness of it. And I just really love these characters and the friendships and the bonds. Uh, and so I think the show is doing a really good job with that. And the show doesn't take itself seriously. Uh, it just definitely does not take itself seriously. And it's shot really well. There's it some is beautiful scenes. I think if if I could say anything, I. I've watched the first two episodes not as many times as you have. Uh, that first episode, my only beef was really long. It was yeah, really long. Yeah. Um, there, it is beautiful. Yeah. It is a beautiful show. There are some great shots in it. The action is filmed in kind of a weird, jaunty sort of way yeah, yeah, exactly. that I really enjoy. It's it's very Tarantino esque a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it everything. It seems like it. It doesn't look like a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It, there's this, a, isn't, this isn't like a movie either. Like yeah. there are times when you watch, you're like, it's it's its own thing. There's this scene, the starting scene in the second episode where it's that western scene. Yeah, isn't yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it, it was, it was totally off, but it looked great. Like I couldn't put my finger on like, how is this working? But it was just really, it was really cool. Was that the kill? Was that the scene of killers? You're like talking to me, and I'm like rubbing my like my, <laughs> my hand on you're my so knee. Excited. I'm so excited. That was I'm the scene like of killers, like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the scene of killers. That was probably that was probably it was a gorgeous a gorgeous vignette, if you will. Yeah. It was really cool. But I feel like every the two episodes I watched, there's this real lull in the middle where yeah. it's trying to it's trying to find its feet a little yeah, bit yeah very much uh, so very much i agree and i don't it, and i i think that's my only beef with it but it's so like it runs the stuff that's absurd in the comic book they do it in a different way right they don't yeah. like they don't take it to the they don't turn the uh to 11 vulgarness to 11 they've taken like the wackiness of it and they've ter- they've turned the wackiness up a little bit Right? Yeah. There's a little bit of like Sam Raimi weirdness to it. Exactly. Really, uh, you know, there's a lot of Evil Dead. Uh, yeah. Even just like shot for shots taken, like that chainsaw fight yeah. in episode two. I mean, he looks like Ash, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, and the hand holding the chainsaw. Yeah. As yeah. It's, like, but there's that suggest- whole scene where like after that, he opens the door to like bury them. The sun's coming in. And you see like his silhouette and he's like, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> like, and it's just so beautifully shot. And so. Yeah. They do a really they they put some money into the show. Yeah. They put a lot of love into the cinematography, how they're shooting it, and also the dialogue, the writing. But at the same time, there's there's love and craftsmanship there, but there's also just like that locker room boys being like, Yeah, let's have the chain the hand be on the chainsaw as yeah. it's going towards them. So it's they're they're master craftsmen in the art of of telling stories. But they're also like thirteen-year-old boys making this thing, yeah. You know, uh, and I love that mix because I, I, it's it's like nothing you've seen on TV before. It takes a little bit from everything, and I'm the only thing I'm worried about for non-comic book readers of Preacher is there's so much they're throwing at you from the Saint of Killers yeah. to in this new episode they throw in even more stuff out of nowhere. Are the angels? So, those two dudes are the angels. Those two Was dudes that what are it, the angels? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but like they, just, they don't give you any real hints to that i mean if if you haven't read the comics you'd be like who is that what the hell is that what's this over here why is he doing that what's going on and normally a show will have two or three of those things they won't have eight or nine like creatures that's what i mean like let's there's there's a there's a dude the saint of killers you've got a vampire you've got angels and you've got a dude with the voice of god and a lady like uh like um, hit, hit, woman. Hit, hit, hit woman and so there's a bunch of stuff they're throwing at you that it's just sort of out of left field all jammed together yeah. um are you worried that they haven't left the town does that bother I, you at first it did and then i realized they're not going to this first season i don't think they will okay. um i just don't think they have the budget to do the film to film the way they are filming on the road on where on multiple locations I think would eat up the budget they are using to have these beautiful fight scenes and things like that. So I'm like, yeah. if I had to sacrifice the road trip nature of Preacher, which I really love in the book, for just well-shot television, I'm willing to make that sacrifice Josh's first season. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you're happy with it. Uh, I watched the first episode with my wife. She fell asleep. Uh, yeah, I, I, watched... I can't see her being I, – I, I have known no. a lot of women who have liked the show so far though. I think that she's like, what is going on? Yeah, and we wa- here's the problem. We watched it on AMC online, 
and there were commercials. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing that again. So I bought the other episodes on iTunes because I can't watch it with commercials. I did Google Play. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Uh, but I'm, I've enjoyed it. I'll watch the next episode. I'm going to watch the season for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do with it. Cassie is gonna, on par. Cassie, Cassie is on par. Perfect. Perfect. He's gonna, if, if this show sticks around, like Cassidy is going to be a big part of pop culture. Over the, He's going to be the next Daryl from Walking <laughs> Dead. I'm, I'm hoping uh, I, I, it makes me want to go back and read the next parts of Preacher. Yeah. Uh, even though I know that it's not gonna, it's not gonna match. Yeah, yeah. It gives me, it gives me. I think it gives me a different appreciation for the first volume I read, and now yeah. I kind of want to go back and see where it went from there. Uh, so, I think that that's all we got, right? That's, that's all we that's got, buddy. All right, man. So our next book. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We're Comic Exposure. Uh, the next episode is going to be a comic book club episode. We are reading "I Hate Fairyland" by Scotty Young out on Image Comics. So if, you, uh, if you've read that, turn, tune into the show and listen. If you haven't read it, go get it. It's dirt cheap on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, it is a fantastically fun book. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Uh, I've played my hand. I know. about this. You don't, don't show your hands. I know. I showed You're my hand. You're the worst poker player ever. I, that's why I don't play poker. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, remember you can find us on the internet at www.comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. Find us on the internet. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, give us a nice review. Uh, give us the stars you think we deserve, five. And then uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next trade. 